Hello, this is Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. Welcome to this week's Constitution Segment Recap. This is just a simple recap, so to hear the entire discussion, watch the full episode that aired on Tuesday. All legal citations, graphics, and links are available in the slideshow, a link for which is in the description of this segment. So this week, we are talking about the new court order that protects election challengers and poll watchers. In this conversation, we're talking about this because election challengers and poll watchers are essential to fair and honest elections. So we've been talking about how the Secretary of State tried to shut down election challengers and poll watchers uh, through the use of new forms, uh, no election day credentialing, uh, prohibiting record, uh, excuse me, recording devices, and also prohibiting communication with election inspectors, but also refusing to record all challenges made. So, of course, we got to round the discussion out with the recent court order that stopped this craziness. And I'm going to encourage you to go ahead on Tuesdays and participate in our True or False Tuesday poll. We have it on Twitter, Telegram, LinkedIn, True Social, YouTube, and of course on RestoreFreedomKH.com. This week we asked, uh, true or false, election workers can do whatever they think is necessary to keep elections running securely. So with that, we need to remember what some of the basics are, that we the people created our very form of government, that we get our rights from God, not the government, and government has absolutely no rights. In fact, government only has those powers which we delegate to it, and even though we're delegating powers to government representatives, we the people retain ultimate control and authority. So again, this means that government cannot act unless there is a specific power granted to it in the Constitution, and government is prohibited from doing anything that violates the U.S. or state constitutions. In fact, the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. This means no federal law, no state law, no state constitutional provision, no court order, no government action whatsoever can be repugnant to the Constitution. If it is, it's void. And specific to this week, you need to realize that if you're a poll worker, your excuse of I'm just doing what I'm told isn't going to fly because, in fact, all election officials are required to take an oath of office to support and defend the U.S. and state constitutions. Again, we the people do actually have authority and power in our system of government Yes, yes, we do, and that is true for every single state across the country. So look to your state constitution for some of those um, aspects, but I'm going to point you to the Michigan and Florida constitutions and how many times the word election is in each. It is in the Florida constitution 124 times, the Michigan constitution 105 times, and there is, of course, an entire section of the Florida State Constitution devoted to elections. Um, but my favorite part, of course, is that when you register just to be a voter in the state of Florida, you are swearing to protect and defend the U.S. and Florida constitutions. But state laws all around the country also have specific provisions for voter challenges to be made and for poll watchers. 
Uh, so please make sure to check into your own state laws on that point, as well as any state election laws on public inspection of ballots or poll worker recruitment and training, etc. In this case, though, it's a Michigan case uh, where the Michigan Secretary of State issued a manual for elections in May 2022, but did so without any input from the public. No notice or comment requirements were met, which has to happen in every state. Uh, but concerns were shared once it was uh, published uh, with the Secretary of State regarding the illegal portions of the manual. In fact, there were five main portions that they were challenging, as we've already mentioned. Uh, one is that poll uh, challengers, in order to be considered validly credentialed, were going to have to use this specific new form that, oops, I guess we don't have any more copies, I guess you can't be credentialed, or whatever. It's their lame attempt to try to um, discredit uh, the, the valid credentials of many conservatives and Republicans who are keeping a watchful eye at the polls. Also, they were claiming in this manual that the appointment and credentialing of election challengers on election day is now prohibited, that you had to somehow get it all done before election day, which is not what the law says. Poll challengers, according to this manual, may only communicate through one challenger liaison and will be removed if they with if they communicate with any other election inspectors, supposedly, right? Um, and also poll challenges will be removed if they merely have a cell phone or recording device. But also, one of the, the bad parts about this is that it's this so-called challenger liaison that gets to determine if a challenge raised by a poll challenger is permissible, and if they don't deem it permissible, then they supposedly don't even have to record it anywhere. Uh, if none of that seems right to you, well, that's because it is not. Um, so who sued the Secretary of State? Well, there are two lawsuits that led to this court decision. And although the RNC and the Michigan Republican Party both were part of the second lawsuit, the initial lawsuit was actually just grassroots activists. Um, there are three credentialed election challengers and two um, people running for the Michigan legislature at this point. Um, and they were asking that the court declare the entire May 2022 manual invalid or void, uh, but if not, to at least remove certain passages of the manual, which the court did. The court found that the defendants violated, in fact, it says it declares that the Secretary of State and the Bureau of Elections violated state election law and the Administrative Procedures Act, and in fact, that the manual has actual uh, no force and effect of law, and they they were enjoined, the, the state is stopped from using it uh, in this upcoming election unless... They, well, they have one of three choices here. They can rescind the manual in its entirety. They can revise the current manual to comply with this court order, or they can revise a prior version uh, to make it comply with the court order. We, of course, had my friend Patrick Kolbeck, former senator from the state of Michigan, on to discuss what the court has done in this situation and um, why they essentially said the the state violated the law in each of these five provisions. But in other words, that specific form to sign up to be credentialed as a poll challenger, not a thing. Uh, the court also said that you can, in fact, be appointed and credentialed on election day. 
um, that you don't have to go through one of these uh, mythical creatures, as Colbeck talked about, these challenger liaisons. You can, in fact, go to any election inspector. And you can bring your cell phone or, or GoPro or whatever, as long as you are not broadcasting or sharing uh, specific election data before the polls close at 8 p.m. on Election Day. And uh, you can raise challenges that even if they think they're not permissible or they don't like your challenges, they do have to accept and record those challenges. So in other words, this May manual is not binding on any Michigan citizen, including election challengers. And uh, you can, in fact, bring in not just, you know, a cell phone for recording purposes. You can bring in copies of the state law if you'd like to do that. They can't stop you. Uh, and you can't be thrown out for anything less than disorderly conduct. In fact, uh, he pointed out that this election can take place without even having a new um, guidance put in place by the Secretary of State. We talked a little bit about the um, some provisions about rules and rulemaking and what those encounter. You'll see that in the slideshow that we're sharing. Um, and also, there's several other important notable points that you need to consider and think about, um, too specifically, a court owes respectful consideration to each and every party's interpretation of a statute, not just that of a government official. And private citizens and government officials alike are expected to know and follow the law. Please check out that slideshow that talks about all of these things. Uh, and, of course, the answer for this week is that Secretary of State or election workers must do their best to secure our elections, but they must do so within the specific authority granted to them by the law. Check out our other resources uh, from yesterday, uh, tomorrow, and, of course, the full episode from Tuesday. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day.